This is the second part of Loving Thy Neighbor. Listen in. Welcome to Men's Call. Every man has a call by God that if fulfilled will change the world. Today's topic is what is God calling you to series. The topic is being a role model, but we're going to get more specific today and talk about loving your neighbor. This podcast includes a diverse group of men who will discuss their experiences of what loving a neighbor means to them and what it means to God in such a time as this. Let's not forget, because somebody does something that doesn't necessarily mean they're racist, they just be evil, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that being said, the story that you mentioned, Luke, made me think about one of my many stories of racism that I've dealt with. So uh, I'll just mention this one. Uh, and it was probably about, probably about five, probably about eight years ago. Uh, I'm in a, I was in the working world, working in New Jersey, actually. And, you know, it wasn't many African-Americans working in the offices where I was at. There was one guy who had recently, he had just got to the office area. He was no longer on the floor. And uh, he had these friends who he would always eat lunch with. And he had a, they always had a good time. They seemed like they always had a great time. And one day I walked in to the office and they were always picking on him a lot. And I walked into the office and this one guy was telling him, and I forget all their names, but, uh, I wouldn't get specifics anyway, because they might listen to the podcast. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I walked into the room and they had him uh, holding a watermelon. They asked him to hold a watermelon and take a picture. Now, I'm coming from the South, so I know this is not, <laughs> this is racist, you know, this is not right. And I was mad as fire. I mean, I was hot. I was so hot. But I'll tell you guys, for me, it took stages. Uh, when I was in school, I had no regard i would fight somebody without uh, without even thinking about it if they called me a nigger or if they disrespected me in a way like that you know so it was very clear what i would do before i got saved and even after i got saved i would still whoop somebody's ass <laughs> you know uh what i will say is once i got delivered once i got delivered from racism that's when things changed and uh that'll be another podcast i'm sure some other time about deliverance but once I got deliverance, I want to say it was probably about two years into being a Christian. I remember a pastor asked me, they were like, um, so how are you going to raise your son? You know, are you going to raise your son to hate uh, people who uh, hate people like that? Or, you know, hate white people and stuff like that. And I was thinking about that thing. Cause you know, I had, I was saved. I love my heart. So I was like, I love, I go to church. I was going to the church at the time with mixed congregation. You know, we were there, Luke, you know, uh, going to Kings park, you know? So, I was like, well, I'm not going to teach him like I, I don't want him to be filled with hatred like I was growing up, you know. So at that point, uh, it was a, it was actually a white pastor. Uh, it was Michelle. I don't know if you remember Michelle uh, Luke, who married Will. Uh, but anyway, uh, she was talking to me and I was like, man, I really do still have this hatred pinned up in my heart. So I, I gave I gave over that hatred at that point and got delivered of it. I asked to pray for deliverance. We prayed. And from that point on, things were much easier for me from the standpoint of the Holy Spirit. When you guys say the Holy Spirit had to help, it really had to help me to get over that. Because I literally, like you were saying, we always had to be the smartest, always had to work the hardest. I remember one time, oh, there's so many stories. Let me get back to the one that I was, and I just want to give you a little background on why I didn't lose my job that day. Um, <laughs> so when I walked walked in and he was taking a and he was sitting there he had this look on his face 
of such sadness because at that point he realized they really weren't his friends and they and they had been using him and how they really thought about him and uh, you could just see it over over a grown man's face just looking sad and defeated you know uh, he was a black guy and they were white and uh so anyway i walk in and i see this and i say you don't got to take a picture with them um the guy who's the ringleader turns around there's three people two guys and a girl two guys and a woman and uh, the guy turns around he looks at me and he says uh you take a picture and at that point i was like i'm about to lose my job <laughs> you know what i'm saying but but thank god i didn't what i did do was what some of these pentecostals do and i started praying in tongues under my breath because i didn't want people to think i was crazy but i knew i needed some kind of power i needed the power of jesus to help me through this so i didn't curse them out and i didn't lose my job right uh so i started speaking in tongues under my breath and i just kind of waited till i was my blood pressure went down enough to talk to them without throwing people through walls self knows i've definitely gotten a couple couple of tussles so i just thank god that i did that and i mentioned that because i know some of you guys mentioned your story and how you were able to overcome but for a true hothead i'm telling you if you say this is how you overcome uh, <laughs> you go ahead and you start praying in tongues or whatever prayer you need to do if you need to do it under your breath do it on your breath if you need to do it out loud you do what you gotta do you know because at the end of the day god wants you to prosper so he wants you to lose a good job uh for no reason so anyway uh i i held my breath and i spoke in tongues a little bit and then i then i answered and i said no i said i won't be taking the picture at all and i said as a matter of fact you all will be leaving right now and uh and then they just looked at me and they were very mad and they thought I, they knew i was serious you know and i just stood at them and i pointed to the door and had them walk out the door at that point of course i went to hr follow up with them my manager thankfully understood and he came to me his name was scott and uh, he apologized and you know they put a grievance in but at, at that point i was blackballed so everybody who thought like them or everybody who was on their side really hated me i would literally go into the lunchroom and sit down and the people who i would who i would sit with or even talk to or work with they just wouldn't talk to me and they thought that i was the problem you know <laughs> <laughs> you know and i mean this is like guys i'm a grown man you know what i'm saying this is teenager stuff these are grown people making their decisions you know and uh you know they would tell me you should have never done that you know he wasn't being mean. He wasn't being racist. And I was like, are you, are you lost your mind? They asked him to take a picture with a watermelon, you know, smile real big and take a picture with a watermelon, you know? Anyway, so what happened with that, as long as you keep your cool or you do what you need to, the guys has you to do. For me, what I did was I kept my cool. I followed up with HR, put in a grievance, handled it in that way. But it was funny because the guy who was the ringleader uh, wasn't that bright. You know, and uh, what Self had said earlier about people who treat people wrong, um, there's always something, there's a backstory there, right? And with this guy, there was a backstory. And the backstory was really he's not, he wasn't that intelligent, but he was in a role and he was doing the best he could. He was hanging on. He was a really good show. He was a really good showman, you know? So when he got into a room, he would talk really well. He would do things. He would speak well about himself. But when it came down to it, he really didn't. He really was doing things in an archaic way. And then as a matter of fact, with this, he was doing a pro, he was doing a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet took him a week 
to put all this data together and crunch it. And I came in and, uh, you know, now that I'm being blackballed and everything else, I, I was working on the project the whole time. And the project was pretty much to take his job, which it takes him a week to a week and a half to, to make an Excel spreadsheet and put all the data in there and make a macros, which crunched it in 15 seconds. So, you know, God really saw the glory in that matter because not only did he get reprimanded by the company, um, but also I'm pretty sure eventually he had to find some more job security because what he was taking a week and a half out of his month to do, uh, I, I put it down into 15 seconds of hitting a button that said go. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I would say to God be the glory on that. You know, if you just keep your cool, um, God's going to show through and he's going to honor you for honoring him and, and loving your neighbor, right? So I know it's a little bit long-winded. I didn't want to answer most questions because I got so many examples, but, uh, you know, that one right there, you, you reminded me about Luke. So thanks. <laughs> that was great. Thanks for sharing. Um, oh yeah, no, no doubt, man. Like, and I, I like to mention that because that was in New Jersey, and uh, you know I've lived in a lot of different states, as you guys can tell. I've been in California. I've lived in Texas. Uh, worked in Puerto Rico. I know you moved around a lot as well, Douglas, and 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 you. But in every state that I've been in, I've experienced some sort of racism. So. Let's see here. But I do thank God for deliverance. I did want to mention that to you guys on both sides. Let's say you've been getting a lot of racism or let's say you've actually been a racist to people and you're a Christian. You're listening to this right now. Um, I just want you to know that, you know, the Holy Spirit can solve that for you, uh, but it's going to take deliverance. It's going to take true deliverance. It's going to take repentance. It'll take a 180 turn. It's got to be something that you give over to God. If you don't surrender that to God, it will never happen. Let's see here. Hey man, that's good. Yeah, so God, yeah, God is good in that way. Hey, you guys got your Bibles by you? I might get y'all to read a couple of scriptures too. I know self has his. <laughs> All right, good. I know everybody does. Everybody's got a phone or a tablet or something. All right, Seth, get Proverbs 27, 17 for me, and I'll tell you when to hit it. Proverbs 27, 17. Douglas, if you would get Matthew 5, 13 through 16. And uh, Luke, if you would get 1 Timothy 4, 12. And I'll say those one more time. Proverbs 27, 17. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. And First Timothy four twelve. Twenty seven seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so friends, so a friend sharpens a friend. Go ahead and talk about that too, man. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay. Well, so like here we are, a group of guys, all Christian men. Uh, we're sharing in this our experiences, what we've been through in our lives. Right there, uh, pretty much. You sharpen a blade with a with another piece of iron uh, to get that edge nice and sharp. Uh, so we are as with with Christian men, uh, each other. Uh, we're to uplift one another. We're to um, you know console one another if needed. Uh, we're just there to make each other or help each other be the best uh, form of ourselves that we can be uh, through God. Yeah, that's real good stuff. As a matter of fact, 
uh, since you mentioned that, I'm going to get you to, to answer a question too, because that's that falls right in line with with the question. So, um, there are people on the fence right now who believe in the recent events. Uh, they believe that uh, it's fake news, the killings of African Americans, and uh, even the uh, racism against the Chinese folks uh, because of COVID-19, saying that they brought it over here and, and, you know, really being racist to Chinese folks. And, you know, they, some people are on the fence and they don't think this involves them at all. And they may just want to stay out of the discussion and the topics. And so if I wanted to ask you, uh, what would you say to those people who are on the fence thinking they, their opinion is not important in a group of other people who are talking negatively? Well, I know it's hard. It would be hard to be heard, uh, depending on the group. But um, I mean, you can only say what your what your belief is. Um, I mean, I guess there's no point in going uh, going with the. I mean, if you don't like the way the river's flowing, you need to get out of it. Um, so if if you don't like the way That's a certain true. group that you're mm-hmm. with um, is. Uh, is is believing um uh, if they don't want to take your input on uh the way that they believe um as a group or as individuals um it's, it's probably best to uh distance yourself from them especially if they don't want to take any uh any input from you i mean what who wants to be around somebody that don't want to uh converse back and forth it can't just be all one-sided um and me just Very follow good. them mm-hmm. um I mean, in a friendship, um, in a relationship, uh, there's some back and forth there. Uh, So, I mean, you know, there's, there's several things, you know, going on where it's, it's gotta be this group's way or that group's way or, you know, and we all know that truth's in the middle somewhere, uh, you know, the old cliche. So I just don't think that there's no, there's no, Really, the only topic to be that dogmatic about is the blood of Jesus Christ and the covering of that. I mean, there's no there's no uh, issue in the world that, that should be that dogmatic about not listen to uh, the views and ideas of other people or different cultures or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I and I want to mention on that scripture of iron and. Iron sharpening iron. Uh, you're never going to get sharp if you don't let somebody give you some of that feedback, like Self was talking about. So it's really important, guys, that uh, when you are around a, a group of people and maybe they're taught things that you don't believe as a man of God, you know, you got to stand up and you got to mention what you believe, you know, um, and let that be that, right? Like like Seth was saying, let that be that. Um, iron you know, does sharpen iron. If they don't want to be sharpened, they're yeah, not iron. Another, you know what I'm saying? Another, they're not. So with the iron sharpening iron, yeah. you don't sharpen iron once and it's sharp for the rest of its life. So it's going to be a constant back to the back to the grinding wheel. There's going to be a constant me going back to you, Jesse, or you, Luke, or you, Douglas, and y'all coming to me. It's 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 always back like my lawnmower blades. Every season, those things have got to get sharpened because I've run over and hit trees and, uh, you know, stumps or whatever. I got to sharpen those blades again if I want my grass to be cut good. So, same thing with our relationships. 
That's good. Yeah, that's it. So, really good, man. Douglas, you got Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Yes. Okay. Matthew 5, 13 through 16, salt and light. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What do you think, Douglas? Well, um, I guess talking about salt within the context of our talk today, um, well, salt is uh, makes things tastier better, right? Taste tastes good, and it also was used mm -hmm. for preservation. So I think it's very attractive when men have integrity and would refuse to to compromise their you know their character their values and simply say this is not me this is not who i am this is out of bounds for me you can tempt me you can provoke me but i'm not coming um, to to react you know so in the same way like uh, people would um uh, provoke um, minorities and 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 uh, uh, disrespect in that way. You know the example that you gave. You respectfully and you continue to act in honor, but you didn't you, you didn't you didn't follow their ways, right? So I I love that about you know being a salt where I'm not going to be contam contaminated by their dysfunction. They're actually the, probably there could be that they were they're actually projecting their own insecurity so i'm not going to respond in that same manner and but uh but I, I i can only do that with the power of the holy spirit and i have similar you know uh, uh story where praying in tongues saved the moment i was now it was in a different context where i was about to to regret saying something to my wife and things were getting heated but anger was rising up and at the same time a big urge to pray in tongues you know, showed up and he was competing to the point that I, I had to make a choice. What was I going to use my tongue for? You know, something to hurt and regret or, or I'm going to lock myself in the bathroom and just pray in tongues. And that's what I did. After 10 minutes, I came out to change men to ready to reconcile and apologize. So that was, you know, Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's great, man. I'm glad to, to hear that, bro. Out. But, uh, yeah, that's but, really good, um, man. again, you know, Wherever I, I grew up or lived, I always felt like a minority and I was very aware of that. And I guess for my personality, um, I would shrink back. I would just tolerate. I would not stand up for myself, you know. So, and that's not good either, you know. So I, as I learn more who I am in Christ and have my security in, in my identity in Christ, I... I, I I'm now better equipped to to be a light of the world and not to stay hidden. 
but uh, just the second part of the verse, you know, just let your light shine, you know, before others. So, so not to react, but just to, but, and, but still to stand up for yourself and, you know, uh, you know, be true to yourself. That's something that I, I myself, I'm still learning. That's good, man. And I know, like Seth was saying, it's really good that he said that, you know, iron needs to be sharpened on a regular basis, you know, so it's really good. And that's a really the purpose. That is the purpose for men's call is for us to come together, understand the call that God has given us on so many different topics. Uh, but really, it's an opportunity for us to sharpen ourselves, right? Um, that's, that's the goal. It's just to make sure that we're doing what we need to be doing. And sometimes we need to be reminded, you know, every time I do a podcast, I learn something and a blessing to me. And that's why I do it, to be honest with you. I do it because it's a blessing to me. But then also God's put it on my heart to bless other people. So that's been my opportunity. And I'm really enjoying this. Um, Luke, you got the next scripture. First Timothy 4.12. Perfect. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Uh, and yeah, what this speaks to me in the context of what we've been talking about, uh, I think is one, like you can't um, be loving your neighbor and be thinking, um, they're loving your neighbor as yourself if you don't even think highly of yourself. So you can't sort of look down at yourself, let anyone else look down at you and be thinking less of yourself. But I think it's having a, um, a clear estimation of who you are in Christ. And with that, whether you are in this case young and many times we can discount ourselves because we are young or those who are younger than us, um, but there's many other ways that we can be discounting ourselves based upon uh, our race, our upbringing, our social economic status, whatever that is. Um, but this is really a the exhortation to like say, no, be an example, be um, the one uh, that sets the example of the way that we live, the way that we love, the way that our faith and purity uh, is able to reflect Christ. So um, I think the same way that we see it in with the Good Samaritan to Jesus um, being selfless and dying on the cross, raising again, like we are called to that standard. And no matter what, who we are, whatever our background, like we don't let that disqualify you from being that reflection. That's good, Luke. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for that. Yeah, be a be an example in speech, and conduct, and love, and faith, and purity. And that's what we got to do, guys. That's the whole purpose of talking about loving thy neighbor today, is to discuss, you know, being that example. One thing that I one last thing I wanted to mention was that just like Seth was saying earlier on, you know. It's the blood of Jesus that really should be bringing us all together, especially if we're Christians, proclaiming Christians. Uh, we got to be on one accord. It's not always easy to get on one accord. I'm pretty sure, to be honest, everybody that got on this phone today has some kind of insecurity in getting on this phone and talking about something that has happened or something that hasn't happened in their life. But you got on the phone, you manned up, and now you're going to bless somebody's life because of it. And you're probably your own as well by coming on this call, you know? Um, but I want to remind the, all the men on the call that we're all one blood. You ever heard people say one blood? 
And they're talking about family, we're all one blood. No matter what we look like, no matter if we're from Brazil, we look Chinese, no matter if we're from Jamaica. And when people hear you on the phone, they don't think you're Jamaican. <laughs> what matters is that we're all one blood, right? And, and what matters is that God is going to be honored in everything that we do. And he has made every single one of us different. He's made every single one of us different. And he's blessed us all with something uh, that is like salt to another man or to, uh, to another family, you know. And that's how you bring people into the kingdom is by keeping that flavor, you know. So I wanted to ask you guys, is there anything else you wanted to get to our close? Okay, I think this is the delay. Um, one thing I'll quickly add is I think the example that we even see with the story with the Good Samaritan and those that went first with uh, the priest, the Levite, where they did observe um, the, the man who was uh, attacked by the robbers, but it's not just enough for us to observe in our society the different injustices and things going on, but uh, for us to take action as well. So um, whether that action is just engaging in a conversation with somebody, uh, or if you uh, can do things further um, beyond that, but uh, just observing that there is injustice or someone is uh, feeling or being wronged, um, that isn't being a good neighbor. That is uh, just falling into that uh, particular trap that we see here. So uh, this is an encouragement to us, for myself, and for uh, those listening to the podcast that uh, let's go beyond observation, go toward action. Yeah, and Jesse, yeah, I, that's really good. Go ahead, sir. I, I just oh. wanted to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Doug. What you got? There's a three-hour delay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to commend you and applaud you for having this men's call. You know, this is really something. So well, praise I, God, bro. Yeah, I mean, iron sharpens iron. You know, I know that in this day. I mean. Many of us, we haven't had like a good, you know, male uh, model of fatherhood, husbandry, or just men and, and culture try to emasculate men. And so having just, you know, this call, it's, it's a good stuff. You know, I know that I myself, I do need more men's input in my life, you know, so I, I'm, I know that you're blessing everybody, you know, by doing this. Oh, praise God, man. You're a blessing too. Self, you were going to say something, bro? Yeah, I was just going to follow up. Uh, I'll definitely say what uh, Douglas says. You know, thank you for starting uh, the men's call. Uh, I've listened to all the episodes. Probably, you know, we'll continue, continue to. Uh, I just find, I mean, already as soon as I saw it come out, I was like, well, that's going to be some good uplifting stuff for uh, for men. And like, you know, they have tried to emasculate uh, men. And you know, men too, like my dad's age, they don't want to share anything, right? They, they, they wanted to be men, but we needed a, men is this generation. We need to know that we can open up to one another. Um, we can share our thoughts, what our fears are. I mean, we all have them. Uh, yeah. And I think this is, you know, this is a good avenue for it. And I would say too, just, you know, to, I get, on the whole, the, the thing as far as race and being there for our, for our neighbor and, and all that stuff, you know, at, like Luke was saying, you know, have the, the conversation and everything. And I can speak for uh, probably majority of, of white people that even that care. A lot of them, we just, we just don't know what, what to do. You know, we don't know. So we just sort of sit back and we're like, you know, keep quiet because we don't know, you know, 
we may have friends of color or, or diff different uh, ethnicities or whatever, but we don't know how to, how to bring the conversation out because we don't know if, if other people are ready for it, if, if they want to talk to a white person about it. I know that people that there's a, a good white community that is very against everything that's happened uh, and these things that continue to happen. So I guess I would say, you know, being that we're, we're having this conversation now to any, any white people that might be listening, uh, I guess just feel free to open up to your, to your brothers and in Christ, uh, especially, Amen. you know, you may not be able to do it at work, not knowing what the backgrounds are, but if, if you have a comfort level with where they are at, especially if they're in Christ, I mean, what, what, what better to open up to? So I would just, put that out there for, for any white people that may be dealing with that and have ignored it in the past, you know, just reach out to, to one of your brothers of, of any race, you know, color or anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really, really good. Thank you for that self, uh, Douglas and Luke. That was really good. Um, it really, it does make me think, you know, when God has told me to do something and I don't do it, I get this really big feeling of regret. I don't know about you guys, but I feel terrible. You know, I might be like, go talk to that person. He might say, go spread the gospel, or he might just say, you know, go give a helping hand. And if I don't do that thing, I'm straight convicted. And I am looking for somebody the next time there's an opportunity. And I'm like, oh, Lord, forgive me, forgive me. But it's so much better to just go ahead and sacrifice and just do what God's told you to do because he's going to bless you, you know? So I just wanted to remind guys of that as well. So if you've been afraid to do something, this is your chance to do something like self and Luke and Douglas are talking about because iron truly does sharpen iron. And believe it or not, there's been times where I've said things and I've had friends who have came back and I was like, you know, that really offended me. And they came and they, and they thanked me for it. And we had a better relationship because of it, because the conversation is just like this, you know? So I want to thank you guys again. Uh, you're a major, major blessing in my life, and I know you're going to be a blessing to others. So stay tuned as next week we'll be talking about on men's call being a great husband. That's the next part in the series, What God is Calling You To, that we will be talking about. You can find more information out about our featured guests on the men's call pot bean page. Uh, there will be a link below in your podcast where there's a pod being website. If you have questions, see the link to my email. If you want to get more details on upcoming series and sneak peeks, make sure you look at that men's landing page on Podbean. Uh, please like and share this with other men if you enjoyed this, this podcast. Thanks for joining Men's Call Podcast, where we gain insight to our calling by God and take action that will change our world for the better. Be blessed, fellas.